Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Lewis, and I am so glad you're here. My hope is that each episode feels like you're having tea or coffee with a friend. Religiosity can complicate our relationship with God, and it can feel more like a heavy burden than the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. I know what it's like to want a relationship with God and to feel like you have to do all the things the right way to keep God happy. Learning that God loves me and even likes me has changed my life and how I approach faith, the Bible, work, family. Because when you are grounded in your worth and God's grace, it does change everything. And I want to share that with you here. I pray that this podcast empowers you in your unique, genuinely personal relationship with God and encourages you to rest in who God is and who he says you are. Hey there, friend. Here, jumping in before the beginning of the episode to tell you that I recorded this live in the Abundant Grace podcast community a couple weeks ago because this is such a good topic as we go into the holidays and especially even the new year as we plan out our year and our life and what we want from our lives so that we can build these boundaries. So here's the replay. If you aren't already part of that community, go to yourrelationshipwithgod.com forward slash community, and you can get the link to join so you can get bonus content and early content and more, um, interaction from people who are walking through similar things and learning and growing together. Here's today's episode. Welcome to this episode of the Abundant Grace podcast, uh, where we're going to talk about uh, how boundaries start with you. Um, They actually start with you believing that you are worthy of protecting your space. And when you know what you want, you can begin to build boundaries to protect it. Jenna Kutcher says that boundaries are meant to keep us living inside of our lives. Um, Sometimes we can get the notion that like boundaries like keep things out or keep people out, um, but they really help us live the life that we desire. They help us live the life that we want to live. Um, So identifying that we are worthy, identifying what we actually want and enjoy helps us know where to set those boundaries. Now, when this first started coming up, I was like, I don't know, do I have anything to teach around boundaries? And I had to like stop and process. And I prayed about it. I was like, okay, God, should I be talking about boundaries? Like people are asking for more Um, content around that. uh, Because as we recover from people pleasing, we recover from feeling like we have to do it all. We are recovering from um, trying to fit in and measure up and checking that list. Uh, Boundaries can feel like a a really necessary, but a foreign um, concept, but it's something that keeps getting asked for. And I prayed about it. I was like, okay, should I be doing more content around this? And should I maybe offer a master class? And God was like, immediately, yes. Like some of those prayers you pray and God just like, absolutely. And it gives the answer right away. That was what this was. So I began to like overcome that 
do I have anything to offer around this? And started writing down some of the areas that I've set boundaries in that I didn't label boundaries, um, but that I've learned um, to protect that space so that it keeps me living in my life. So I'm not like, I just think of like a blob of um, like goo, just like going everywhere. I don't know why that's like the picture that's in my head where we are not um, really contained, where our energy is just kind of spread all over rather than focused and intentional. When I realized one of those moments where you realize that you don't have margin and you're exhausted was I got a phone call from my former pastor's wife and she was asking me to do something. And she asked in a way that definitely compelled me to say yes, but the way that I ran my life was not on her. It was on me. And she asked me to do something and I looked at my schedule. I I like had a paper planner and had it all like filled in. And I saw this like two hour window that week. And I was like, well, I can fit it in. So I guess I should. And there was something deep down inside of me that like intuition that was like, say no. But I didn't feel like I could because I felt like I needed to like please this person and measure up. And I also felt like if I could, I should. Like I didn't understand the concept of like margin and rest um, because I was too busy proving and um, trying to um, keep or earn um, acceptance. So I said yes. And I remember like hanging up the phone, jotting it in my planner and just wanting to cry. I was so exhausted, but I didn't know how to say no. And I didn't know um, how to value my time and my worth and my um, need for rest because it felt more valuable and more important to prove and to do even when my intuition was saying, just say no. And my body was physically like, yo, we're exhausted. Like we're on the brink of tears just because we're so tired, kind of exhausted. Like we, we you know, I think you know what it's like to like reach that spot where it feels really like overwhelming and you just need a nap. Um, but that memory stands out in my life as kind of a turning point where I was like, wait, what would it look like if instead I said no? And that's why boundaries always start with us. They don't start with other people. They don't start with um, our expectations of other people. They start with what we are willing to allow in our lives. So we have to get to the place where we know what we want. Like, what do we want? Do we want to live a well-rested life? Then we're probably going to have to say no to some things that are good things so that we have space for the best things in our life. Um, We might have to say yes to some things like an earlier bedtime or getting up earlier so that we can live the life that we want to live. And those are all personal boundaries. One thing that boundaries gets kind of, I don't know, 
talked about a lot is the boundaries that we have like with other people and it's almost on them to with uphold um, the boundary that we have in place. But it's actually our job to communicate what we need, our job to communicate the consequence of what happens. Because if a boundary doesn't have an attached, an, a detached or assigned, um, if this, then this, then it's not a very clear boundary. And I'm going to read you a Facebook post that really outlines what a boundary is, um, to help us understand what it's not too. Um, this is from Olivia Vizichero. I don't know how to say her last name. I have not really followed her yet, but this post really stood out. She's at the less stressed lawyer. Um, on socials, but she said, here are some examples of boundaries that aren't actual boundaries, not a boundary. You can't email me on the weekends. A proper boundary instead is if you email me on the weekend, I will not respond until Monday. So rather than like telling the other person what they can and cannot do, we're just saying, Hey, I won't be responding until Monday. It's super kind, super clear, which Brene Brown says, I have that in my notes to say too, that if it's not clear, clear and it's muddy and we try to like soft pedal it to be, um, nicer. We're actually not being kind because we're not communicating what we need. Clear is kind. Um, a boundary. Now I'm on a rabbit trail. It's in my notes still, but, um, a boundary is not you being too much. It's not you, um, saying, um, or being rude. It's not you demanding because it can feel that way when we start to put these in place, that it is us saying, um, we need all of this and we're like demanding it. No, it's just us putting a boundary in place. It's just us keeping us in our lives. So we don't have to stress about someone else's actions. Someone else's actions might result in us needing to take action. And that can feel really messy. Um, that can result in a need for like vulnerability and standing up for ourselves and again, communicating what we need, but it does not, um, require us to depend on what other people's actions are. She goes on to give some more. She says, not a boundary. You can't talk to me like that. Where a proper boundary is, if you talk to me like that, I will hang up the phone. Not a boundary. You need to respect my time. A proper boundary would be, I will end the meeting at the scheduled time. Like no matter whether or not you show up on time. Not a boundary. You need to be more considerate and thoughtful. Like we can communicate that and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not placing a boundary. Um, where if you use that as a boundary, you would say, I would like you to do these specific things for me. And if you don't, that's okay, but I will not invest more time into this relationship. Not a boundary. You need to show up on time where a proper boundary is. If you are late, we will not wait for you. So it always, always, always puts the power in your hands to where you are not feeling like your life is in um, or at the mercy of someone else. It is your uh, in your control. And that is so empowering when you are not dependent on someone else. Because a lot of times we can almost delegate that unintentionally 
where we let other people dictate how we feel or we can dictate or we can let other people dictate um, what happens. And this is us taking that power back and saying, this is my line. This is where I am drawing my line. Like um, another example would be boundaries with your phone. Maybe you shut them off, shut your phone off after supper and you just spend time with your family. And then if you have more work to do, you turn it back on at eight when they, you know, when your kids go to bed, or maybe it's not looking at your phone for the first like couple of hours in the morning so that you can be present. You can get your things done, but you can create those boundaries. You can set limits on your social media apps. Those are examples of boundaries. Um, and you can even communicate those boundaries with how quickly you respond to messages and texts and emails. I know Ali Casaza talks about this too with her phone, as far as boundaries around that. When somebody new texts her for the first time, she intentionally waits a day to create the expectation so that they aren't expecting her to respond immediately every time. And sure, she could respond right away the first time and then the next time, like wait a day um, or within whenever she gets to it, within a couple of days. But by setting that expectation, she's like silently communicating that she has a boundary with her phone, that she's not immediately accessible um, to anyone. And that's really powerful. It keeps you in your life and keeps you from feeling pulled. Like the notifications can feel distracting. That's like a whole nother topic is boundaries around our phone. Um, but the notifications can feel distracting. And I can tell when I'm feeling almost resentful towards the people that are texting me, even people that I love, when I feel that way, it's because I picked up my phone when I should be doing something else. Like when I should be present in the moment where I should be working on another project rather than getting frustrated that somebody's texting me. I can't control that. I mean, yeah, you can block people's numbers. You can tell them, Hey, please don't text me. Or you can just shut the notifications off or shut your phone off. And that's you establishing a boundary that keeps you in your life, that keeps you present. So she um, goes on to explain what boundaries are. She says the boundaries are not mandates for other people to follow. Boundaries are not demands. Boundaries are not expectations. Boundaries are not ultimatums. And boundaries are not idle threats. She says, here's what a boundary is. It's a particular course of action that you take to take care of yourself when a particular set of circumstances arises. That's it. It's about what you do, not about what they do ever. And that helps us frame when we're setting boundaries that it's about us. It's about us identifying our triggers. It's about us identifying what we need. It's about us saying like, this is where I want to go. This is as far as I'll go. This is the amount of time that I've allotted for this. This is the amount of time and energy. This is the conversations that I'm not willing to have, um, because I don't feel emotionally or relationally um, safe. So like, that's my line. And then you've already stated what recourse is going to happen, which makes it really um, concrete. Something that my therapist has said about boundaries is that um, boundaries need to be like repeatable to where that they can be something that you... Um, can broken record say. 
so that people know that you're saying the same thing again. Like these examples that she gave in this post, like they're very repeatable. Like if you speak to me this way, I will hang up the phone. And you can say that same thing over and over because when we try to communicate these again um, down the road, when we need to um, say what we need again, or when we want to reinforce the boundary that we have in place, we need it to be repeatable. We want it to be something that's going to stick out rather than um, confusing. Because if we say it one way and then we explain it a different way, and the next time we are frustrated and we say it this way, they feel like we're putting all of these restrictions on them. And people will still interpret it that way, even though it's a you action. But if you communicate it clearly, concisely, like you could broken record it, that's a good, clear boundary that you can um, communicate. I do want to give a couple of caveats of what um, boundaries are not too, because um, I've had the word boundaries like weaponized against me. And that's one of the resistances that I've had. I don't know if resistances is a word, but that's some of the resistance that I've felt towards boundaries is that we... Um, is that some people have like said, this is my boundary and basically use that word to cut me out of their life. So a boundary isn't you cutting someone out of your life. Now, if someone is behaving in a toxic way and not treating you and not valuing you, or they are, um, abusing you, your boundary can be like, don't call me or I will call the police or, um, don't come to my place of work or like there can be, um, those kind of boundaries too, or they're extreme, but you're not being, you're not pushing them away and you're not saying, I don't want you in my life. Usually you're showing them how they can be a part of your life still. And you're communicating that very clearly. You're not, our boundaries are not trying to control other people. Kind of, I've touched on this already, but it's bears repeating with this verbiage. Like you're not trying to control other people. You're communicating what you need. Um, something else to be aware of when, especially when we talk about like different conversations, like, um, maybe it's politics. Like if you choose to talk politics, I will go to the other room. And that can be your boundary. You can be like, I, this is just like uncomfortable. It feels um, like whether they know it or not, my beliefs are being invalidated in this conversation and that's uncomfortable for me. So I'm going to go to the other room. Um, but I also want to challenge you because this is a challenge for me too. It's when there's uncomfortable conversations, be super curious about what's going on inside of you. Like, why is it triggering to hear other people's opinions? Why does it feel uncomfortable? Um, what could we do to have healthy dialogue? What could we do to speak up for ourselves and advocate? And when do we need to draw that line and say, I will be removing myself from this conversation. Um, if like maybe it's name calling happens or, um, somebody talking down, to people. Like maybe that's when you remove yourself from the conversation. Like if you talk to me this way, um, but when those 
uncomfortable conversations happen. I want you to press into curiosity and vulnerability. Now, this is so hard because vulnerability is talked about as if they're like, I don't know, as if it were somewhat easy, but there's levels of like sharing that are more uncomfortable. And I saw a Brene Brown like real recently that said it so perfectly. I should probably go find it, but she's like that moment in a interaction where you're feeling really vulnerable and you want to tap out. She goes, that's the moment that you press in. And I can feel that. Like I can relate to different um, conversations that I've had recently where it's like, that's the moment I want to like just pull away and it's getting really uncomfortable, but there's so much growth that happens in that vulnerability in that moment where we say, I'm, I'm going to say how I actually am feeling. I'm going to actually communicate what I need or, um, own a mistake that I've made instead of getting defensive or protective. I'm going to be vulnerable and there can be so much healing in that. So with boundaries, keeping us in our lives, it's not meant to create an echo chamber. It's not meant for us to just play it safe. Now, if there's, if there's someone who's abusive or again, behaving in a toxic manner, absolutely protect yourself. But if it's a safe environment and you, um, can have a conversation with someone, even though it's uncomfortable and it feels scary and it feels super exposing of you, um, press into that before you put a guard up. There's so much value in that. So I hope this was really, um, helpful explanation of what boundaries are and what boundaries aren't. They start with you and they basically end with you. And that's why you have to tap into what you want, what you need, and what you want your life to look like so that you're staying within those bounds. Then you can communicate clearly what you need and what action you will take if that line is crossed so that you are the one with the power. You're not controlling them. You're in control and holding the power over your own life. Let me know what your favorite takeaways were from this episode. And if you want more content around boundaries, if you have specific questions about relationships or your phone or how to tap into creating the life that you want, let me know hit me up on Instagram, send me a DM, emily.abundantgrace, and I will create more content as it is helpful for you as you are healing and as you are learning to stand up for yourself, advocate and ask for what you need. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you have a great rest of your day and a great holiday season coming up. Thanks for listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. If this episode was an encouragement to you, I would love to invite you to share it with a friend. And it would help me out so much if you would leave a review for the Abundant Grace Podcast. 
It makes a world of difference getting this podcast into the ears of other people so that they can be empowered and freed from religious do's and don'ts too. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram at emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email at hello at emilyklewis.com. I'm praying for you and cheering you on in your faith and healing. Have a great rest of your day, and remember, there's nothing you can do that will make God love you more, and nothing you have done that makes God love you less.